We in the office. Just say how you feel. Facts. Say how you feel. Oh! We in the office. Oh! Hey, good morning, everybody. Welcome back to Say It How You Feel. What's up? What's up? What's up? Welcome back to Say It How You Feel. We got another, another installment for you. And again, good morning. You know, I, I love I love the fact that you guys come back here and chill with us every Wednesday, you know. It's mm-hmm. lit. It's a whole vibe. So today's episode, right, is something that I think all of us need to hear a lot more often. And you want to tell them what it is, Mo? Well, before we even tell them what it is, we just got to let them know who we are. Mm. I'm Mo. I'm Say. And this is Say How You Feel. And as my dog was motherfucking saying it, uh, you know, this week's episode is something, you know, I, I feel like everybody should be prepared for. It's something that everybody should hear. It, it, it should be common sense. But, you know, if common sense was common, it wouldn't be called common sense. It'd just be called sense. So, you know, I've had a couple incidents that really, you know, I sat down and really thought about, like, what happens, you know, when I'm not here? You know, what happens when when plan A fails? You know, facts. So this episode is called Ain't Nobody Coming to Save You. Mm, so let's get to it. So when the fuck did you learn? that no one was coming to save you? I think when I really figured out, you know, anybody coming to save me was being in the military, you know, being, um, you know, going through that law enforcement training, uh, active shooter drills in particular, you mm-hmm. know, uh, what they say, um, uh, a loss of life occurs every, what, six seconds in active yep. shooter drills or something like that during an active shooter situation. So, you know, learning that fact, kind of opened up my eyes to the fact of like in certain situations in most emergency situations you are the best help that you're going to get because seconds are valuable mm-hmm. in times when you can't breathe in times when somebody's choking in time when you're bleeding out seconds are valuable and they're critical so can't nobody save you if you can't save yourself or if you can't Facts. at least if you can't at least, you know, postpone the process <laughs> or mm. prolong the process for, you know, the uh, appropriate medical staff or, you know, the appropriate help to get to you. Facts. So, you know, that's when that's when it really, you know, really kicked in for me. And that's when I that switch flipped in my mind of I got to be the one. I got to be the one because nobody else going to do it. You know? Facts. So my biggest thing for like learning ain't nobody coming to save you was when kind of like you said, get out the military it's it was a it's a different transition right like you start to realize like people don't give a fuck no one's holding nobody to the fire and like you really have to be responsible for yourself right mm-hmm. and for some people you know who've never been to the military they really don't understand that transition that we're talking about because although they see on surface level like you know we're out there doing shit or we're out there moving a certain way but like a lot of that shit is protected and guarded you know what i'm saying like they keep us safe in a sense but in this in the real world it's like nah you're on your own player like nobody yeah, cares you got to make your own fucking doctor's appointments even if they, <laughs> they do that for you in the military bro like hey, just know you got medical on the 15th oh damn oh, wrong shit. On but right it's there you ain't gonna do that on your own facts. Your dental like <laughs> facts yeah I, had, I, I was talking to somebody yesterday they was just like um nah you know they don't make those appointments i'm like what the fuck are you talking about yes they do everything is scheduled everything is planned but when you when you hit the civilian world it's like it's a whole different ballgame but not to just keep it on the military and civilian world. Another, like, big for me, a big moment that I realized anybody coming to save you, having kids. Mm. Having kids. Wow. If mm. someone would have told me 
oh my goodness, I would have, I would have definitely like, hmm, I don't know if I'm ready for that because you truly don't understand until you have kids. Ain't nobody coming to save you. And in fact, you got somebody depending on you now. Crazy. Yeah. You got somebody you got to save. Facts. <laughs> All <Right>. the time. <laughs> All the time. Daddy! Daddy! <laughs> oh my goodness. I, I hear my name so much. Bro. Daddy, daddy. You, you remember that episode of uh, Family Guy? When Stewie ran in the room, was like, mom, mom, yes. mommy, mom. That's, bro, like, when she flipped back before I became a parent, seeing that, it was like, damn, like, why she trip out like that? But now it's like, oh, what the, what do you want? <laughs> what, what child? What? <laughs> Hi, or I love you. Oh, oh I love you too. Oh, my God. I love you too. Now go sit down somewhere. <laughs> bro, I hear you. Listen, man. So like that shit, it, it definitely, I think it's like a different layer of responsibility. That whole entire thing is a different layer of responsibility. And what we're also going to be talking about and targeting is like making certain decisions in life where it's like, yo, you have no choice. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. You have no choice. But before we even dive into that, one of the biggest things I want to touch on is like, just because we're saying ain't nobody coming to save you doesn't mean you don't have support. So let's get that clear. You know, you True. can have a lot of support. I have a, tr- I, my support system is tremendous and I'm so thankful for it. There's other people out there that have a great support system, but don't kind of use it to their, the best of their advantage. And that's what we're going to be targeting. Right. So biggest thing is anybody coming to save you. It's like, yo, if you're unhappy with something, right. Or if you're allowing something to happen to you, for example, you're at work and you know, you just keep having these issues at work. And what do you think happens when you don't address something? it festers right and it becomes yeah. something else and that is where you reach that point where it's like ain't don't when we say anybody coming to save you it's like nobody give a fuck unless you give a fuck it's like only you can put out forest fires you know what i'm saying <laughs> <laughs> like that that's what it is that's that's the whole premise man it's like yo you gotta like take that step of like you know what fuck it i got it i'm gonna handle it i'm gonna get it done by any means yeah yeah that's the big thing of you know make taking a step and saying you know i i got it because mm-hmm. in some some cases you don't have a choice it Facts. has to happen you have to do it you got to be the one to pull the trigger mm-hmm. if you can't pull the trigger then you know like like we said valuable seconds are lost time is something that waits for nobody mm-hmm. it waits for no one and those are valuable seconds that you're losing you know going back and forth for, you know, uh, jumping from one side to the other or being indecisive and not making a move. Uh, one of the big things that, you know, we used to always hear all the time was uh, a bad decision is better than no decision. Facts. You know, and in some cases, in other cases, you know, <laughs> it could be a lot worse. But, you know, most of the time, just, you know, making a decision is the best thing that you can do rather than make no decision. So you got to make it happen. You got to push forward. You got to make some, you got to make some type of move. You have to either shit or get off the pot. Story time. Uh-oh. So here we go. So, yo, you remember how this whole podcast started, right? Yep. Okay. So I'm going to tell, I'm going to tell everybody listening. What ended up happening was um, there was some transitioning going on, right? In my life. And then I was like, you know what? Um, we always talk about this shit. Let's do it. So we started planning this shit going back to 2019, we'll say, right? It was an idea that popped up on a phone call. It was on like a, a FaceTime or some shit. And we're like, yo, you know what? I think, well, to be more specific, your wife was like, you know what? You guys start a podcast. And then you pitched the idea to me. And, you know, and I was like, yo, I think that is a phenomenal fucking idea. 
And then here we are a year later. And I was just like, yo, are we still going to do this? And what'd you tell me? Uh, yeah, I don't fucking know what I tell you. <laughs> you said, yeah. You said, yeah, I'm down. Hell yeah, bro. We definitely should do it. Right. And I remember I'm like, all right, cool. Well, I'm going to start looking at equipment. He's like, all right, cool. No problem. No problem. No big deal. And then we start looking at equipment. And then I, I remember I hopped on a phone call and I was like, yo, I bought the equipment. After like a week, two of not talking to anybody, I was like, yo, I bought yeah. the equipment. I got everything <laughs> set up. And then I remember I hopped on the call and you just looked at me and you just was like mind blowing. You was like, you did what? I was like, I bought the equipment. And you was like, oh, shit. Um, <laughs> oh, you bought the equipment, huh? I was like, yes, bro. Like, I told you we're doing this, right? Are we yeah. not doing this? You was like, yeah. I was like, all right, here we go. And bro, that was literally how this shit started. And I just, I remember like even picking the name for the show was a five hour evolution, bro. Yeah. Niggas had a whole conference call and was on the phone for five hours trying to pick a name, which is the hardest part, right? I don't, I don't even remember the other choices either. Like I, I haven't written down. Like it was just, I, I remember once we settled on say it how you feel, it just felt right then though. Mm-hmm. You know, it felt right. And you know what? It didn't. It felt okay that first day. First time it, I, felt, it okay. felt okay. But then after a little bit, it was like, you know what? That's it. That's the yeah. one. That's the I one. I love this shit. Yeah. I do too. I love it, man. And it it, it actually it's something that <laughs> I feel like a lot of people should be um taking in their daily in, in their daily dose of like meditation, understanding, and self-empowerment too. Cause it's like, yo, if you legitimately say shit how you feel. I guarantee you there's no room for, there's no gray area and everything, things will start to, to actually be more direct. But when you start beating around the bush and you start doing that wishy-washy shit, mm, I don't know about that. Cause ain't nobody going to come and save you. Mm. You know, you, you say shit, how you feel, you say what you mean and mean what you say, you know, and that's your way of saving yourself. You giving Mm -hmm. yourself the power there. Ain't nobody Mm going to turn over the keys to the range for you, baby. You got to take them (laughs) keys yourself. Facts. So I got another one for you. Story time. So a friend of mine, right, um, was telling me about this incident they had at work. And it was like a really, really toxic uh, work environment. And uh, pretty much what was happening was that, you know, she was being used to do all the work. And, and I kind of like, I, once she told me the story, I was just, I was listening. I was like, yo, she's running game on you. Like your coworkers running game on you and you know it. So why do you allow it? And the answer I got was like, you know, it was, was puzzling. It was kind of confusing a little bit. And I was just like, but you, you know what she's doing. So why are you allowing her to do it? It doesn't make any type of sense. Mm. And I was like, no one cares, especially if you allow them to. And that's one big thing too, right? People treat you the way you allow them to remember that. And, and another thing when it comes to this situation is especially if you're producing positive results, Mm-hmm. You, somebody gonna complain the fact that you're doing something that should be done you know like no Facts. like it's just like i'd rather you do it than not do it you know so Facts. get it done fact <laughs> and then i'll take credit for it because it's cool it's easy right yep yeah so my biggest thing was like we had this talk and i was like listen what you need to do is you need to go back to work and put your dick on the table i know you don't have a dick but put your dick on the table <laughs> like put it on the table and let them know right also hit it with that uh that Rick James line, the one you told me about. Sell my motherfucking bracket. <laughs> Bro, yeah. So long story short, uh, she actually went to work. She said she had like a whole game plan ready and she's talking. And then um when she got home, she was like, yo, guess what? I was like, what's up? She was like, that shit worked. Not only did it work, like this week has been amazing for me. I've been killing it. I feel good. Everything's been falling into place. The chick got COVID. 
everybody had COVID. My class is good because I was doing X, Y, and Z. I was just like, yo, super fucking proud of you. I'm happy for you. And that is like, you know, taking advice and like owning that shit. So I hope we can do that for other people listening too, man. If you're going through some shit and you just don't like it, pull that trigger, man. Ain't nobody coming to save you. Save yourself. Can't nobody change your reality but you. Mm. Somebody close to me, you know, um, same situation, you know, at work. But, you know, the, the one thing about this person is they really know their value, mm. you know. So they ain't got no problem walking off a job. They got no problem quitting. Hey, like no problem <laughs> at all. And I love that. I love mm-hmm. that, you know, but it's just it, it's like you you subject yourself to the bullshit sometimes, you know, and you get to the point where you are so overwhelmed that now the only option is to to walk away you right. know, rather than nipping the shit in the butt back when it was a small problem. Now you didn't allow people to get too complacent, people to get too dependent. Facts. And and now it's like they, they expect you to do their job. Mm hmm. And the only way for you to get out of that, even if you put your foot down, now everything ain't going to work anyways. You're going to be more stressed out because you got to fix day fuck ups. Right. So the best way to do it is just to, you know, wipe your hands clean and keep it moving. Facts. And that's a hard part, too, you know, especially in today's climate, especially yeah. with what's going on with like finding jobs. But allegedly but surely got like five jobs bro like <laughs> like she keep five jobs like all right okay another one bites the dust huh right all right cool it ain't nothing then it sounds like an easy day it, it, yeah. you know what it almost sounds seamless like i don't need this shit i think i need this shit fuck that i got four other jobs bitch facts okay but hey listen the biggest thing to take away from that right let's talk about that creating a safety net right in a mm. sense or creating um, boundaries to where, like, no matter, you don't have to accept certain shit. Mm-hmm. Ooh, I like that, right? If people did that with relationships, if people did that with work, or even with certain friendships, even family, bro, if you set up those boundaries and safety nets, things would be a lot more simple for well, you. Know. There, there, well, there, there's a difference between setting boundaries and setting a safety net. Okay. You know what I'm saying? Like, I feel like if you set up a safety net and a relationship, then you can't 100% commit to the relationship because there's always you always got that in the back of your mind you know you a got contingency that. exactly mm. you know so then you you can't go you can't give you can't go all in because at the end of the day you can always say well if this don't work out all right i already got this on the you know what i'm saying i already sure. got this one on the side so it's like that's that's that that Mm, mm, I would say okay, okay. I wouldn't say for for relationships the safety net is a good thing. <laughs> boundaries definitely. Boundaries definitely. <laughs> safety net not not so much. Okay, so okay, I agree with you. I agree with you. We're not oh, okay. So safety net is and- a bird in the hand is worth two in the bush or some shit like that. <laughs> <laughs> bro, what the fuck, bro? Listen, Sorry. listen. Sorry. Oh, no, no, you good. You good. I was going to say, like, a safety net in a relationship is a little bit different. I mean, I'm not saying keeps him on the side. Hell no. Nah. I cannot say that, right? If you're with someone, you got to be committed. Like, no. But I'm saying, like, certain things. Okay, like, let's say identifying certain things. That could be a safety net. It could also be a boundary. All right, I'm just going to go with the boundary. All right, fair enough. You there got it. Go. Boundary. <laughs> okay. All right. Boundary is. You got it. You got it. All right. All right. And then on this episode, season two, episode two, Mo one says zero. <laughs> there we go. All right. Keep going. What were you saying? Right. <laughs> you petty. You petty as fuck for that. <laughs> anyway, listen, I'm trying to be a better man. Right. I'm not trying to always be right. I'm going to just. OK, I don't have to debate. 
So, you know, um, another thing, you know, that uh, as a father, you know, my my life changed a lot, you know, once I became a parent, as we, you know, addressed earlier, you know, it's not just about providing that responsibility uh, or having that responsibility of, you know, taking care of somebody else and saving somebody else, but really, um, you know, preparing your family for what if you're not around no more? You know, I feel like that's mm. one of my my biggest priorities, one of my biggest goals is to ensure that, you know, Lord forbid, you know, knock on wood, daddy don't make it home one day. You know, what happens with my family? You know, I just mm. want to make sure that they're secure and make sure that they are OK without me. Right. You know, so, uh, you know, setting up, you know, those bank accounts, you know, for the babies or, you know, trying to put, you know, some assets to the side, you know, for my family, just in case or, you know, even something as small or large, however you want to look at it, is having life insurance. Right. You know, like that shit is vital in today's society, especially as a man of color, you know, with, with the mouthpiece and attitudes that we'd have, you know. <laughs> <laughs> Facts. Oh, shit. <laughs> Yeah. Oh my God. So it's crazy, right? Um, I, I, I'm hearing everything you're saying and I agree, bro. I definitely do agree. And that's kind of like what I'm, I'm working on now is making sure that they're taken care of and they're set. Right. But I've seen something um, the other day, I think it was like Steve Harvey was talking about it. And he was talking about how I don't, I don't give my kids anything. I teach them how to work for themselves. I teach them how to be independent. And he's like, I, don't get me wrong. He's like, I have things in place. God forbid something happens. But he's like, at the end of the day, the, the biggest lesson I can teach you and the biggest thing I can give you is how to do it for yourself. It's mm -hmm. like that analogy, teach a man to fish, you know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. Versus give a man to fish. And I get it. And I kind of see that now with my kids. Like they're super, super, super independent kids. And sometimes I'm just like, damn, are they too independent? Like, fuck. Like, you know what I'm saying? Because they mm -hmm. really, they work themselves through almost any and everything that they have going on. Ex except when they start acting up and shit and I got to be the enforcer. But other than that, you know what I'm saying? Like, for the most part, they're super independent and they like, they're watching. And I really do believe that because I'm the, I'm their father and I'm setting that example. I feel like in the future, I can only imagine how much better of a man or men they're going to be. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. It's crazy crazy and see like i'm looking at things like you know <laughs> i don't want my girls to be spoiled you know but i also i want them to have the um the luxury of being able to pursue something that they love to make money mm. you know to provide a living for themselves rather than to do it out of necessity mm -hmm. you know that's what i that that's my goal you know for their future is for them to be happy and whatever they uh, whatever they decide to pursue rather than them, they get, they get stuck in some place just because of circumstance. Facts, you know, facts. I don't think anybody, I don't think anybody should ever, you know, live like that. And I know some people that have myself included, where you just stuck in a situation and you feel like you can't get out of it. Right. And yep. you know what, now that I, I brought myself up, I've actually, I've, I've been in a situation where it's like, because I did not act when I was supposed to, the price that I paid was far more heavier than any, than it, than it could have been. You know what I'm saying? Mm, mm, mm. That, that was a valuable lesson. That was a very, yeah. that was a very valuable lesson. So, and that's, you know, that's something I'm still paying for now. You know, the facts fact of, you know, not listening, being hard headed, trying to do shit the hard way or the mm -hmm. way that I thought it should go has cost me, you know, several thousands, tens of thousands, hundreds of thousands <laughs> over the years <laughs> of the fact facts. of, you know, not listening. Or, mm -hmm. you know, not 
not uh, taking the advice when I should have when I should have taken it. And then looking yeah. back on it, like fuck, I should have listened. Facts, you know. Hey, ask my wife, man. Ask my wife. I, we go through this shit at least once a year, where she look at me and say, "Now, all right, you know, I don't want to rub your face in this, <laughs> but just all I want to hear." This is she came in up the room the other day and she said this shit. I'm sitting here stressed the fuck out. And she looked at me. She's like, "Now, I, I know you stress, Corey, but." <laughs> <laughs> I just wanna I just want to hear you say this, babe. I should have listened. And I looked at uh, her. I looked at her with that face like you bitch. <laughs> and I was like, you know what? You're right. You're right. Oh, babe, shit. I should have listened. Bro. And she smiled, gave me a kiss, and pranced her happy ass out the room. Oh my God. And I'm sitting here like motherfucker. Again. She got me again. <laughs> Bro, you know who told me some shit like that too? Um, Goldie, man. Goldie was like working on something and he was like, he's like, bro, I had this thing I was investing in. And he's also talked about like bad investments, good investments, but he was like, yo, he had put something in a bad investment and he was like, fuck. And then he was hesitant, but he's like, you know what I'm not going to do? I'm not going to let that L stop me. Fuck it. I'm pulling the trigger. My man's made some bread. I know Goldie don't be talking about how much he made, but I know Goldie is smart as fuck, man. He's making some bread, bro. Mm -hmm. He's a great investor. That's one thing about him. He's low-key about his shit, but he's making moves. And it, I'm telling you, ever since that, I'm learning, like, all right, cool. You know, you got you to gotta plug and play and know how to move. But if I ever really needed some advice on some shit, I'll talk to that man because he knows what he's doing, bro. It's the same shit. It's like shoulda, coulda, woulda, but I don't want to be that person. I want to be the I motherfucker that did it. Exactly. I won't be. I I would rather. I would much rather be that person of you know. I did it and it didn't work out. Rather mm -hmm. than I should have did it because I don't know how it would have turned out. Ooh. You know, mm -hmm. like getting up That's, on that stage. Exactly. Exactly. You know, I I can't. I, I cannot live my life with shoulda woulda coulda. I got. Hell I yeah. got. I got too many shoulda woulda coulda moments already. Mm. You know, where it's like I I dropped the ball several times. I can't live my life doing that though. Mm -mm. You know, I'd rather try something and fail at the shit than not try it and wonder, you know, what would have turned out. So there we are, man. Ain't nobody gonna save you but you. You know, right. you can't nobody make that decision. Can't nobody take that leap. You know, but you. So you got You got to do it. And that's what I'm doing. That damn. Hell yeah. Say how Hell you yeah. feel. Do it how you feel. Do what you love. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, I can't with you. I cannot. I cannot. So another big thing when it comes to ain't nobody coming to save you, right? Some people don't know how to save themselves. So like, they're probably like listening, like, okay, say, well, tell me how to save myself since you have all the motherfucking answers, nigga. <laughs> but you ready? I got you. <laughs> Let's go. Drop them. Breathe. Dead ass serious. I'm, 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 I swear yes. I'm straight facing this right now. Yes. Breathe. Yes. yes. Take a second to take a step back and breathe mm -hmm. because you know what you can't do. When you're trying to save yourself, well, you know what you'll fail at if you're trying to save yourself and you can't breathe? Panicking. Everything. Yes. Everything. You're going to panic. Yes. Your blood pressure going to go up. You're going to get anxiety. You're going to start shaking. You, mm. you, you're going to get, you know, uh, tunnel vision or you might go blurry vision. Either way, your vision ain't clear. The Facts. biggest thing is to breathe, recenter yes. and focus. Breathe Facts. it through. Take a second, close your eyes and just breathe so you mm. can calm the fuck down. Mm -hmm. so that way you can start making some proper decisions start making some right moves mm. have to breathe Preach, you can't live brother. if you can't breathe God tell him pastor just breathe 
Just breathe. Yo, Tell so past real quick, uh, I'm going to steal one of your lines. Story time. Um, <laughs> I, I might have addressed this before on the show, but a few years ago, right when I first got out the military, uh, we saw a car accident happen. And, you know, I hopped out, you know, I was drunk as fuck. But as I'm approaching the scene, as I'm approaching this guy on the ground, you know, I'm already breathing as I'm getting there because I know it's go time. It's time for me to make something happen. Because mm-hmm. this guy cannot do this on his own. The people that are standing around are not doing anything. They're just mm-hmm. standing. Somebody has to get here and make something happen. So what do I do? I get there. And the first thing out of my mouth is breathe, breathe, breathe. Because mm-hmm. he's sitting here trying to fight. And he's not breathing in. Uh-huh. It's like he's just trying to excel everything because he had already had the wind knocked out of him. So he's in full panic mode. When I get here, first thing I'm doing is telling him to breathe trying to get him calm look me in my eyes all right keeping him engaged keeping him engaged you mm-hmm. know small stuff like that stuff that normal people wouldn't know thank god for the training that i had mm-hmm. but the biggest thing that i could take away from that training is the word breathe mm. Mm. that's it just wow. breathe <laughs> nah real just shit breathe. real shit wow and he lived too Hell yeah, he lived and got in another car accident. Told that motherfucker to stay out of cars. You're, you're a horrible driver. A horrible driver. You know, like two cents then. Like, God damn, what are you doing? What are Facts. you doing? You need to stop driving, bro. Because it, it ain't like, it's not like little car accidents. Like he done totaled every car he done been in. Like yeah. you need not drive, my dog. Like something, you epileptic or some shit. Like what the fuck is happening? Like Facts. So the next part to that, right? The next part to besides breathing, which I no, no, I'm being real like that. That brief shit is so serious. Um, I can't tell you how many times I get the frantic phone calls and I'm just like, yo, calm down and relax. Breathe. Right. I, I don't say I just say, hey, relax. Give it a second. And once they calm down, I'm like, OK, now look at it from this perspective. So the next thing I want to talk about is making decisions like irrationally with based with emotion, right? That is another mm-hmm. big thing. Um, my One of the wisest men that I've ever known in my life used to always tell me a wise man does not make decisions when angry, right? Or with any emotion and no bullshit. I've always taken that shit into account for as long as you've known me, my nigga. And as long as all the shit that's gone on in my life, do I ever react? I know I get angry and I start going off the fucking handle, but do I mm-hmm. ever react immediately? Or am I always calculated in how I do shit? In all honesty, I've only known you to react um, calculated for the most part. There's been a couple onesies and twosies mm-hmm. where uh, you it was know, questionable. Things, were, yeah, th- th- things weren't very calculated. Okay, I can just say that it was. Uh, <laughs> it weren't very calculated. However, Ooh, I like. Okay, I got you. Okay, and, what are you, talking uh, you about? know, and in other you know circumstances, most circumstances, I'm gonna give you you know nine out of ten, ninety percent of the me. time, ninety percent of the time. That's an A. Ninety percent of the time, you are definitely, and you've even had me. You know, to the point where it's like, bro, don't don't react out of emotion. Mm-hmm. Take back and relax. Think about it. Calm the fuck down. Why are you so upset? You know, like you, we, we've, you've been there. You know, we've both had those moments. You know, but um, yeah, you not not chance out of ten, man. You know, you quite calculated. It's it's kind of sick in a way. It is right, and it is kind of sick because I remember I remember you even telling me like, how the fuck are you so calm? Or you would tell me what 
you would always ask me like how the fuck are you coming to these conclusions like what like the way you think is disturbing yeah. it's like, why what, what why is that the first thing you're going to like what the, right. how is that the first thing you thought of you didn't think of right. nothing else that's the first one and it's just like it's it's crazy right because it almost feels like robotic in a sense right but when you really take a step back and my i'm telling you that person that that wise person that told me that shit the best advice they could have ever given me in life because when you actually have time to calm down and, and relax most times the situation is not as dire or extreme as it, it, it seems exactly yep. And another thing you have to realize when no one's coming to save you is that that pressure that applies to you does not apply to anybody else. Mm. Once you realize that, that's it. It's easy. So it's like, I have to deal with this shit at my level and I have to have to take time to process everything. And once you start doing it, it doesn't feel natural at first. But if you continue to think like that, I guarantee you, you're going to see a difference in how you react to shit. It's just growth. Some people, it takes a longer time you know, they say, oh, if, if I was 10 years younger, I would have smacked the shit out of you. But now you're 30 and you're just like, eh, I let it roll off my back. That's maturity, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. But it's the same thing at even at 30 when you're getting hit with some dumb shit, right? And you want to react a certain way, but you can't because you feel like you're restricted. Learn how to take that shit and turn it into another type of energy. And I tell you right now, you're going places, baby. But yeah, mm-hmm. that's the second step. Redirect it. Right. I feel you. Okay. All yes. right. So step one, breathe. Step two, redirect the energy. Is that mm-hmm. is that where we're going? Is that step, step two, two or step two is take time to process everything. Take time to process. Mm-hmm. Let okay. as much time as you need to process it. That'd be step two. Mm-hmm. And then we move on to step three, execution. The most important step, right? Mm-hmm. After you come up with a plan and probably even a plan B, the next step after that is to execute it, right? Because if you continue to allow shit to happen, there's no change. It's the same yeah. loop. You gotta execute. And that's the hardest part. Pulling that trigger. You know? They say the 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 first step, the what the first step, the most important step in moving forward is taking the first step. There we go. Mm-hmm. Jeez Louise, it took 15 and seconds then, for that to come out. And the next one, <laughs> the, the next one after that is consistency. The step two. And then step right. three, just keep moving forward. Keep mm-hmm. moving forward. That's the Facts. biggest thing. Is, you know, you you gotta you gotta take that leap, man. You again, you gotta pull the trigger. I feel like we keep rehashing shit this episode. Like we may have mm-hmm. said the same thing seventeen different ways, the same way. Mm-hmm. But you know, the biggest thing with this one, and you know, uh, and you know, taking control and realizing that nobody's gonna save you, is the fact that you you have to do it yourself. You have to make the shit happen yourself. Step Mm -hmm. one, breathe. Step two, take a second to process. And step three, execute. Facts. Make the shit happen. Mm. Make it happen. Oh, I like this one. So this shit's spiritual. I got goosebumps. (laughs) He was over here preaching, bro. That whole breathe shit got me. Breathe. (laughs) I want to put fab on a little bit. (laughs) I want to put that fab on, bro. Out here. I'm telling you, man. I'm telling you. But yes, bro. Yes, that's I mean, that's what it is, man. And I, listen, I we we get it. We come up here. We talk to you guys every week. We get it. People are going through shit, man. And some people are going through some really traumatic shit and they need support just because you're you know, no one's coming to save you doesn't mean you don't have support. I need mm-hmm. to emphasize that. Like, I really couldn't do a lot of things I do without the support system that I have in place. You know, Facts. that's a fact. And I'm super grateful for that. So don't think because 
you have to handle shit on your own that you have no support. Completely two different things, you know? Yeah. So, and also, you know, don't think that we just talking shit. You know, don't think nice. that we just coming up here and telling you, oh, it's this easy to do it. You look, you're listening to two people who are taking our own advice. Facts. We're making shit happen for ourselves. You know, we, we making this shit happen. So at, when we come here and we tell you all of this, it's because we're in the process of doing it ourselves or we've already been through it. Facts. You know, so, you know, it's you, you we're, we're leading by example when it comes to this. So I know it may not seem easy. I know we make it seem easier than what it may be. But mm -hmm. at the end of the day, it's possible. We're showing Facts. you it's possible. I can't tell you how many times I've you called me or I've called you and I'm just like, bruh. And what do you tell me? All right, well, calm the fuck down first. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> and then you're like, well, did you think about this? Or, you know, the time where um, we were talking about on the last episode when you you were stressed out and shit and, you know, you needed advice. I, I, I It's like I brought a, a different sense of calming by redirecting your focus on different things. Yeah. You know, I was standing on one corner of the problem mm -hmm. and you kind of shifted me over to a side to the problem. And once right. I stepped over to the side, I was able to look at that problem from a different perspective. And it's like, you know what? You're right. right. You're right. Yeah. I, 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 I looked at it. It's, uh, it's standing too close to the elephant. Mm. I was way too close to the elephant. When you stand Facts. too close to the elephant, all you can see, shout out to Dave, is his penis like skin. <laughs> Then you take a step back and now you can see the bigger picture of, OK, well, here's the elephant. I see the whole I see the tusk. I see the trunk, everything. I don't just see that skin, you know. So taking a step back and, you know, instead of being nose to nose with the brick wall, you take a step back and you realize, oh, shit, it's a building. Mm -hmm. Preach, bro. And another thing, too, right, is nigga, I wasn't coming to save you. I just helped you no. point in the right direction. <laughs> you can do. <laughs> I, I, was, do. I was like, I don't, I don't want those problems. I can't help you with those problems, but I can at least direct you in the right direction. You know what I'm saying? That was the biggest thing. So that is that, that's that support. And then you like, all right, now nah, I got to go do it. You feel me? Yep. Man, talk to him, bro. Talk Hell to him. Yeah. Hell yeah. Yes. Good gospel Good shit, this morning. Man. Good gospel. Great gospel. Great Happy gospel. Wednesday. Happy hump day, bitch. <laughs> like, get out there and go Ooh. be somebody. Facts. <laughs> Facts. Shake something. Now you stop. I, I'm just waiting for the person that walk in their job today and be like, man, you know what, John? You Fuck know what, you. John? <laughs> do what you got there. So sick of this shit. Oh, shit. I wait for somebody to come in here spazzing. You know what, Melissa? I never liked you anyway, bitch. That I ain't my problem, you. Stephanie. That ain't my fucking problem. <laughs> oh, do I look like HR to you? So I gotta go. So I gotta go to work on ten, bro. Oh yeah. shit! Hey, just know, hey, we, we ain't tell you to do all that shit. We, you gotta breathe, process it, and then you execute. You just yes. going to hit breathing on motherfuckers. It's COVID Facts. season. Hopefully, you got on a mask. Facts. And don't forget to say how you feel. Say how you feel, but that doesn't mean say tactfully. Yes, tactfully. tactfully. <laughs> with some class, okay? <laughs> say that shit with some class. All right. <laughs> going to go in there spazzing and shit. Just you gotta be tactful, baby. Class. Yeah. Uh, a classy boy. For a real. Plan to execute. Mm-hmm. Man, this is good, man. This is real good. It was. It was a great episode. Great episode. Facts. Mm -hmm. You know, this this week it was uh we came in with a point to to prove and something that you know we wanted to head on. You know, just just for some reason, God, I said God, uh, he woke <laughs> me up this morning. And he said, Corey, the people need to hear what you got to say. And so I came out and I, I had a, a message, a message mm. that I needed to, to, to tell you. And yes, that Master. message today 
is to breathe. Mm. Yes, Pastor. Just to breathe. That's right. Process that shit. Let it swirl around. Talk to him. Evaluate it. Mm. And then execute. Mm. Mm-hmm. That's what Amen. God told me to tell you. Mm. And I know I keep saying my government. Y'all know me as Mo, <laughs> but God wasn't talking to Mo this morning, huh? <laughs> God woke Corey up. Ah. Woke me up out of sleep. You stupid, bro. <laughs> oh, God. I can't. I can't with you. Anyway, listen, <laughs> we love you guys. We appreciate yeah, you guys. Yeah. Hey, we see those numbers, baby. Oh, shout out to India. <laughs> India. We bumping over there. We so over there bro. Like, oh, but bro, you I said how wait. we feel every morning. <laughs> oh, my God. Uh, but, yo, bro, you know, the, the big thing is, you know, uh, we appreciate all the love, no matter where it's coming from. You know, mm-hmm. we appreciate all the love. And, you know, we it's going to be love all over pretty soon. You're going to hear we in the office somewhere we yet. So just That's- know. You know, you guys hopped on early, so we appreciate you. We love you. For say it how you feel, I'm Mo. I'm Say. And that's a wrap. Y'all have a good day. Peace.